I think we need to totally rethink our strategy. Come on, Paul. What is the name of the department? The Missing Cows Department. Okay, and how many missing cows have we found since we opened the office 40 years ago? None. None, exactly. But what can we do differently? We have to accept that our system of printing pictures of lost cows on the side of milk cartons and on the lids of butter spreads and soft cheese triangles isn't working. It's how we've always done it. And every week thousands go out and... and one day someone will see one and it'll jog their memory of a cow they've seen looking lost or being smuggled into the hold of a coach at Victoria Coach Station. For God's sake, Ray, we've not received a single call. You think I don't know that? They haunt me, the lost cows. Me too, mate. From that laughing cow? There's no way she's laughing now. We've got to make changes. What do you have in mind? Okay, I was thinking, maybe we change to a targeted campaign on the side of packets of mild cheddar, uh -huh. or the side of milk floats and milk lorries. Okay. Okay, let me think. We've got to do something. Yeah, that might just work. Could I can't live with this anymore. Okay, okay, just keep Every we'll start night, with, we'll start the with Gertrude. I hear the mooing. Blossom, one of the pretty ones, okay? We put them on first. I know it's cold, but it what might work. Good right? idea. Okay. Here we are for premium lagers. Oh, cheers. 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 Oh. Oh, it's so lovely to have all four of us together in the same place. Yeah. How long has it been? Too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does anyone want a lift? I've just got here. Sorry. So, anyone got exciting plans for the weekend? Oh, well, Jeff and I are off to a wedding in Hereford, aren't mm. we, Jeff? I am dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want a lift? No, thanks, Tim. More than happy to just whiz you down to Hereford, then pop you back. We're taking the train. Okay, but if anyone else needs me to pop them up to Sainsbury's or whiz them down to yoga or drop them off at a farmer's market or anything, then it's no problem. That's enough, Tim. Susan, how are the kids? Yeah, yeah, very excited at the moment. We're um, taking them to Thorpe Park tomorrow. Oh, ah. yeah, that's just off the M25 at junction 11 or 13, isn't it? Do you want a lift? Tim, that's enough. Look, there's a reason why we've all met up today. Tim, as your friends, we feel it's our duty to tell you you offer too many lifts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you want a lift? No, Tim, we're all sick of your lifts. Calm down, Jeff. We said we were going to keep this civil. All he ever does is offer lifts. It's creepy. Someone needs a lift. The first step is for you to accept you have a problem. Can you do that? No, I can't. What do I do that's so wrong? You offer lifts to strangers. Only if they look like they might need one. Or if they look like they don't need one, but they might just fancy one. You gave someone a lift to Berlin, Tim. It's not right. Oh, so what if I missed a few days of work at my sister's wedding? All you do is talk about lifts. I mean, you've got no other interests. That's just not fair. Last weekend, I, I went to a bird sanctuary in Devon. Uh, is that because you were giving someone a lift? That goose was a long way from home. For God's sake, he's a monster! We can't help him! Only a monster would have seen the look on that goose's face and driven on by without offering it a lift. Maybe you're the real monsters. Have you ever considered that? Barkeep, can I have a doggy bag for this lager? I'm leaving. Wait, no, Tim, don't go. No, wait, wait, maybe Goodbye. we're being too harsh. Or should I say, bad bye? I'll stick with goodbye, but I'm not happy. Wait a minute. He did it. What? He left without offering any of us a lift. Oh, oh right. <laughs> Oh, 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 it's Tim, it's Tim. Well done, you did it. Well done, Tim. <laughs> I know I did it. I've just driven out of the pub car park and I didn't offer anyone a lift. I've finally done it. Thanks, guys. Hang on, Tim, is there someone in the car with you? Uh, no, he only wants running down to the co-op. It's not a big deal. In Aberdeen. Oh, oh Tim. Oh, Tim. God. Oh, idiot. I can't help myself. I just really want to give him a lift to Aberdeen and back. Sorry. Welcome to the depressing foreign zoo. See our eagle soaring majestically thousands of feet above the Andes in our video of what he was doing before we snared him in our net and tied him to a man. 
St Duncan's. I couldn't wait to leave at the time, but thinking back, they were the best days of my life. It's all so much smaller than I remember it. Oh, it's so weird to think of you as a child at boarding school. Life was so simple back then. Ah, see that peg there? Hmm. Every morning, we wedged Roger McCubre and hung him up on that by his pants. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it really was a dillick. <laughs> oh, yeah, and see that uh, that trophy cabinet there? See that big rugby cup? Oh, it's magnificent. Yeah, well, on the first day of Easter term, we bludgeoned Roger McCubre with that so hard that he cried and was sick at the same time. Golden days. Was he seriously injured? The guy in the air ambulance seemed to think so. Oh, Halcyon days! <laughs> yeah, and while he was in hospital, uh, we burnt all his clothes and wrote Satan is coming for you in sherbet on his pillow, which we then all pissed on. Boys, what a boys, eh? So true. There's a good story down here. The last day of term, Roger McCubre was going to be given a science prize. Mm. He was into inventing things and stuff. Oh, dork alert. Exactly. <laughs> so we locked him in the boiler room so he wouldn't be able to accept his prize. Oh, <laughs> that prize would have meant everything to exactly. him. So was it this room here with a key in the door? Yeah, yeah, this is the one. Wow, it's seriously damp. Oh, oh, that smell. Density is mass divided by a volume. Oh my God, what is that thing? Some kind of hideous wretch thrown up from the bowels of hell. Under the beard and the water, I think there's a man. Hello? It's my favourite because we're going to dissect a frog. Perkins says that silliest frogs are just hamsters without the fur, but Perkins doesn't know anything because he's adopted. Oh my God, it can't be. Fanny is a wooed word, but it's also a name. Photosynthesis is my favourite. Longshore Drift is good, but it's geography. It's Roger McCubre. It can't be. He's been trapped in here for 30 years. What's he been eating? Furry burgers, would you like one? Furry burgers? Fresh from the grill. <gasps> I think he means rats. With a Bunsen burner. Magnesium has the atomic number 12. George Michael and Andrew Ridgely will be Roger? friends forever. Roger, hello. Do you remember my husband, Tom Smith? Does he want to be my friend? I don't have any friends, except Mr. Wimpole. Oh, Mr. Wimpole. I think Mr. Wimpole is that a man pencil case full of feces. Am I in oh. time for my science prize? I have my project here. No, Roger. You've missed it. You're never going to get your prize. Darling, let's go. No, no, no. What's your science project? It's a bullyproof jacket. Bullyproof jacket? And, and how does that work? I put on this jacket like this, and you give me a hug, because when you hug someone, you love someone. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a hug. Come on, Tom. Really, give darling, I'm, I, I'm finding all this a bit blood-curdling. I think you at least owe him a hug. Okay, and then let's get out of here. We can still make the three o'clock to Paddington. <laughs> hug time. <laughs> hmm. Right, um, we'll be off then. Well, we're friends now, you can't go. We have to. I need to lie down. Oh, oh yes, I'm feeling sleepy too. Yeah, that's the bullyproof jacket. Mm. It makes bullies go to sleep so we can be friends forever. Oh, my, my limbs are going all stiff. <laughs> Me too. Can't feel oh. my legs. Oh. Oh. Roger. Roger. Oh. oh no, Roger's done something to us. Friends forever. Welcome to Brantford Pavilion Theatre. A man of limited waistcoats began 20 minutes ago. To any latecomers, you have really dodged a bullet. The first half is punishingly long. Thank you. You're listening to Smooth Hits on Caramel FM. Pouring warm music fudge straight down your ears. Coming up soon, the news, where we'll check in with an unusually large group from the military who've turned up at Downing Street bearing arms. First is Shardy. Hiya. Oh, hi, love. You're home late. Oh, 
had to walk from Fairmile Junction, didn't I? Because someone pushed me off my motorbike and rode off with it. Oh, not bloody Tom Cruise again. Tom bloody Cruise again. That's the third time this month. And I won't get it back, will I? He'll have used it as an unusual grenade or ridden off a ruddy cliff jumping onto a horse flying a helicopter. Did you call the police? Yes, and they've given me a crime number for the insurance. Oh, the insurance, I haven't thought of that. Your pain's <sighs> going to go through the roof. I know. They've given me the crime number, but they refuse to investigate. They say, why is it always you? No one else gets their motorbike commandeered by Tom Cruise in the middle of a high-speed chase. They've suggested I get some panniers as a repellent. Tom Cruise likes his bike unencumbered with luggage, apparently, but so do I. Oh, love. Well, just have to be the bus to work tomorrow. <sighs> yep. But knowing my luck, tomorrow's number three will be driven by Sandra Bloody Bullock. Oh, that would be just typical, wouldn't it? And the train's a no-go now that Daniel Craig's got a network rail car. Yeah, I heard. He doesn't just put his feet on the seats. Mm -hmm. He puts other people's oh. feet on the seats. By, by which I mean severed feet. Right. Dead feet. Oh. On the seats. Unbelievable. I just... I... Oh, starving. I just... Did you get Oh, I've forgotten the bloody chopped tomatoes. Oh, oh Well, this no. is another argument for the panniers, oh. isn't it? I'll go back out. No, 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 it's fine. It's no problem. It's fine. Don't say it like All that. All right, budget is This is a smooth news flash on Caramel FM. There's been a military coup. General Karpovich has toppled the government, declared martial law, and executed the prime minister. But we're still keeping the groove smooth with Luther Vandross. Remarks at an impotent panda with crushingly low self-esteem at 3 p.m. Show him a panda sex mime through the glass, or simply try and look at this panda's dick. The only thing he'll spurt is tears, guaranteed. Okay, so Mistress Anna just tugs on this rope, <laughs> and the harness should pull you all the way up to the ceiling. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Wow! You've got such a great sex attic. I love the way you've done it. It really says sex, but also attic. <laughs> well, it's not only a sex attic, it's also just an attic. Uh, I use it to store things like tools and bicycle wheels. And oh, that. right. I thought the bicycle wheel was... Sorry, it's, it's hard to tell whether some of these things are here for sex or just because it's an attic. For a moment, I thought that complete VHS set of faulty towers was a sex thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Right, before we get down to it, what's your safe word? Do you want a lift? No, it's a bit long. It, it might be hard for you to get it out when thrashing and squealing starts in earnest. No, no, no. Do you want a lift now? Well, no, we're about to have an intense sadomasochistic session. Yes, I know, but I'm more than happy to pop you down the sex shop to pick up a latex boob tube or a tit winch or arse crampons or whatever, then just whiz you back up here. There's no skin off my nose. Well, I suppose you could give me a lift down to the town planning meeting. I, I was thinking of attending later. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Keep, keep talking. Oh, yeah. um, uh, i tell you what. Yes, yes, please, I like feedback. Uh, why don't we carry this on? Welcome to the depressing foreign zoo. At 4 p.m., we'll be feeding the penguins to the killer whale. Okay, that's us. Here's the house. Hope you like it. The safe house? <laughs> yes, I suppose you could describe it as safe. Bijou, I'd probably say. Either way, it's really nice. But it's safe. Yes, it's safe. It's rad, bodacious. Pardon? Sick. 
Bear, sorry. I'm not, I'm not totally across your street talk. What street talk? I have to say, you're a lot older in the flesh than I thought you'd be. No offence. When Control passed on your message, you wanted a safe house. I, I assumed you'd be in your early 20s max. What earth is wrong with you? I'm not using street talk. I need a safe house, as in a house that is secure. A safe house. Oh, oh, right. Right, I get it. Safe from what? Oh! Oh, I see. Control, you know when I said the last time was the last time? People say it's a nightmare, but I try to see every one-way system as an opportunity. Oh, thanks for giving me a lift. My pleasure. Do you want a lift? <laughs> You're already giving me a lift. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. You really love giving lifts, don't you? Not really. It's just that it's literally no skin off my nose to pop you down there. Look, I'm sorry about Jeff. He just doesn't get you. None of them do. I think you're weird. Well, you can't give lifts to all of the people all of the time. But I see something else. A kindness. Travel suite? Oh, thanks. I've also got magazines, purple and lilac Tic Tacs, and a choice of three CDs. I've kitted it out perfectly for popping people around town. You really have. Tim, is there a woman in your life? No. Unless you count shuttling colleagues and acquaintances from A to B as a woman. I don't think I do. And neither does Ealing Registry Office. Pull over. No problemo. I'll just pop us under the hard shoulder. You give a really good lift. Guilty as charged. No one's given me a lift like this for a very, very long time. I mean, Jeff's often too busy with work to give me lifts. Sometimes we do park and ride, but it's not the same. Don't get me on park and ride. Give someone a lift or don't, but don't leave them in an obscene halfway house. Uh, to be honest... Jeff increasingly thinks that, what with the new one-way system, it's better to just take public transport and not do lifts at all. Also, we haven't had sex for 14 years. Well, maybe I could give you both a lift to a marriage guidance counsellor. Shut up, Tim. Kiss me. <sighs> Shall I give us a lift to a hotel? I don't know. It honestly couldn't be less of a problem for me to just whiz us down there. And I, I just don't know if it's morally right. Don't worry. My car's a hybrid. Let's go. Yeah, I'll just uh, indicate yeah, now and uh, move away when safe to do so. Yeah, if this, uh, if this truck's not getting right away. <laughs> You're listening to Caramel FM. Later, a competition to win your freedom. But first, why not drown out the sound of the students being mercilessly shot like dogs in the street with Kenny G? Welcome to Bramford Pavilion Theatre. For the man in seat H12, still looking for a Maltese who dropped in the first half? Let it go. Move on. Thank you. Printing and photocopying through there. Meeting room over there. You'll need your keycard for both. And kitchen area through here. Again, keycard. Okay. Uh, company pays for everything in here, so just help yourself. And that's it. The tour. Oh, thanks for showing me round. I feel a bit less nervous now. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> Cup of tea? Oh, yes, please. Um, milk and two. Uh, so, you know, they keep the sugar right up here for some reason. They want us to be healthy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What? Don't, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Oh, here we go. You're Spider-Man. I am not Spider-Man. I just saw spider's web shooting up your wrist. I've been bitten <gasps> by a radioactive spider, sure, but I'm not Spider-Man, okay? I can use the web to get a pack of sugar off a high shelf or get a remote control off a coffee table, but that's about it, okay? Oh, come on, you can swing between tall buildings, surely. <laughs> Have you got any idea how much practice that would take? How much time? I've got a family, thank you very much, a full-time job. If I get an evening off, I pretty much manage to do the washing up and I'm beat. Sorry, I didn't mean to touch your 
nerve. You haven't touched a nerve. I'm just saying that if I'd been bitten when I was younger, and if I'd had the right kind of support network, then yes, I probably would be Spider-Man or the equivalent. But as it is, sorry, someone's got to get the mud off the welly, so hard cheese. Spider-Man just happens to be the Jessica Ennis of the radioactive spider-bite scene. At least I can do the high shelf thing. Some people are hopeless. You mean there are more of you? Of course. Even here. We had a radioactive spider loose in the building a couple of years ago. You met Bob in security? Uh, yeah. All he can manage is a constant stream of cobweb leaking out of his arse. Claire from comms had a bad reaction. Ate her young. All 200 of them. She didn't make it through the last round of redundancies, I can tell you. Anyway, here's your tea. Milk and two. Uh, oh. What now? Wait, no, it's got a bit of web in here. Sufficient out. Well, I'll make a fresh one. It's a bit like finding a fingernail mm, in yeah, your soup. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the company. Try not to rob anyone else up the wrong way. You left your key card. Oh, oh. And I'm supposed to meet Phil Heap at ten. So, sorry, where do I find him? You won't. He's taking a last-minute holiday by hiding in a crate of bananas. Depressing foreign zoo. The only zoo in the world where you are allowed to feed the animals. Please feed the animals because we cannot afford to. Most of them eat nuts or ham, we think. Come in. Hello, Mr. Goldstein? Hey, kid. Take a seat. What's your name? Keith Archer. No good. I know that. Look, my agent told me you're the guy to see to get a stage name that'll get me into the movies. Your agent is right. Give me the money. 20,000? Thanks. Now listen up. Actors don't get into movies because they are good actors. They get into movies because I give them a stage name that starts opening doors. Luckily, it seems as if you're already wise to that. Uh, yeah, I, I, my agent said that you normally go for car-related names like Vin Diesel, though. D does that have to be the case? You know what Vin Diesel was doing back when he was called Mark Sinclair? No. He was doing IT at a turkey packing factory. He came to me, I gave him a car-related name, and boom! Now, the only turkey he's packing is when he stuffs his surgery-bloated penis into a crack-addled prostitute. Okay, sounds great, but it makes sense for Vin Diesel. He's in car-related films. When was the last time you saw a film without a car in it? The only one is Bambi, and even that was named after the Nissan Bambi. You're saying that every successful actor has a car-related name? Sure, yeah. Robert Red Ford, Harrison Ford, Boris Karloff, Minnie Driver, Al Pacino. Hey, Al Pacino, that is not a car-related name. Sure it is. Pacino is the little switch on the radio where you don't know what it does. I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but there are plenty of actors without car names who do just fine. Oh yeah? Name me one. Kevin Spacey. You mean Kevin Parking Spacey, the parking is silent. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise Control, the control's silent. Uh, Brad Pitt. Full name Bradley Pitt Stop. Uh, oh, let me guess, the, the, the stop is silent. Yeah, you're getting the hang of this thing, kid. Wave goodbye to Keith Archer and say hello to Peter Glovebox. Peter Glovebox? It's that or Fred Wingmuir. Peter, Peter Glovebox then. Can the glove be silent? No, 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 otherwise it's just Peter Box. So, well, the box, can box the box be silent? Not... But Peter then it's Glove? Peter Glove, which is not necessarily to do with a car. Peter Glove Box. Peter Glove Box. Oh. I found one! I found one, Professor! A painting, Jennifer? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, it's a red ochre pigment. Oh, I need more light. There you go. Uh, Fair bit of sediment caked on that. <laughs> I mean, it has been here for 40,000 years. <laughs> I mean, I always knew I'd find a cave painting at some point in my career, but not on my first day out of college. What is that? The edge of a buffalo lake, maybe? I, I think there might be a human figure here. Oh, so beautiful. Yes, getting a better view of it now. Oh. Is that? Yes. 
It's a... Cock and balls. It's a cock and balls, yes. So I haven't found a cave painting after all. Just some graffiti by some teenagers from the 80s. No, no. This is a prehistoric cave painting. But it's just a crudely daubed wanger. Oh, Jennifer. They don't teach you this in college, do they? Between 90 and 95% of the cave paintings we find are of a cock and balls. But I've never seen anything like this before. I know. Because we scrub them out. Pass me that rag. What? No, stop, stop. This here by our first ancestors over 40,000 years ago. Isn't it beautiful in a way? Who are you kidding? Look at it. It's not even a very good cock and balls. The perspective's way off. Doesn't the world deserve to know? Do you really think we'd still be getting government funding if they knew that last year I spent the majority of my time painstakingly uncovering an image of a cock and balls jizzing on a stalactite? I suppose not. You scrub it off. You'd better get used to it. Okay. Goodbye, prehistoric past. Wait. Wait. It's loosening more sediment. Oh, oh, it's a buffalo. We found one. It's huge, I Professor. I celebrate too hastily. Right, I'll just reveal the head. Oh. Let me guess. It's got a cock and balls coming out of its head. Yes, and, and it's back. Keep scrubbing, kid. Welcome to the rest of your life. Censoring the obscene walls... Welcome to Bamford Pavilion Theatre to the school group on the balcony. Please stop laughing every time the main character introduces himself. Boner was a very common Victorian surname, and Ponywank was a very popular name for a dog. Thank you. So tell me, Mr Tambor, why do you want to work here? Well, the truth is, I'm sick of my life. I hate my job. Every time I look at my children's faces, I see an obscene combination of the two people I hate the most, my wife and myself. Let me guess, you saw one of our posters and you thought, I'm going to run away and join the circus. Exactly. If I had a penny for every bloke having a midlife crisis who comes to me wanting to start again, then I'd have almost two pounds. That doesn't sound impressive, but I see that it does imply a lot of people. People like you assume that just because you want to run away and join the circus, the circus will automatically want you to join it. It's actually very skilled work. Have you brought a CV? I didn't think... Uh... No, you didn't think, did you? You assumed that any old monkey can join the circus. Whereas actually only certain very specific highly trained monkeys in little suits can join the circus. Can't I just stick my head in a lion's mouth or something? Have you got a cranial hygiene certificate? Didn't think so. What if my lion is allergic to your shampoo and starts gagging? That's £20,000 worth of furry real estate you're jeopardising. I thought of that. You need qualifications to join the circus. It's a highly competitive marketplace. I've got a pile of CVs so tall that the incredible Eduardo jumped off it the other day and landed in a tiny bucket. He sounds amazing. He is, and that's because he trained for 15 years with Micro Jacques Le Petit at the Parisian Contortionists Academy located in a bin in the Gare du Nord. I've got skills. What skills? I'm very good at office admin. Roll up, roll up the incredible Jeffrey and his colour-coded post-its. Come off it, mate. You're wasting my time. I've got other skills. Can you juggle? Yes. What can you juggle? Responsibilities in a solutions-based workflow. Have you done any trapeze work? I once helped someone install Adobe Acrobat. Ever managed a freak show? I once did a conference with the boys in HR. <laughs> It's an in-joke. Working in the circus is not a joke. Alfonso the Clown and his 15 magical sausage dogs will see you out. Please, I beg you, I'll do anything. I can't go back to my rubbish life. All right, all right, there is something you could do. Thank God, what is it? The photocopier hasn't worked since Yentob the Elephant photocopied his ass on it at the Christmas party. And the stationery cupboard could do with some serious rationalising. If I'm honest, our entire workflow system needs streamlining. This is basically the same kind of dull office work I was doing before. You can wear a spangly leotard. Where do I sign? Nowhere. Welcome to the depressing foreign zoo. Is Boris the trunkless elephant just a man with big ears and a skin condition? If you're asking the question, then you clearly just don't get this zoo.
You're tuned to Caramel FM. On the text, Lindsay says, My uncle's corpse is stuck on barbed wire and we can't get him down. Sounds like Billy Ocean time to me, Lindsay. Coming up next after these messages from the Ministry of Propaganda. Welcome to Brantford Pavilion Theatre. Remember, if your legs are aching, you're bored shitless and you've spunked a tenner on a tiny ice cream, that's the magic of theatre. You're welcome. Oh, I think I gave someone a lift all the way to her destination. Oh, you really did. I popped you to a state of ecstasy and then I whizzed all over the place. Do you want a lift? Let's just talk for a bit. Okay, so where would you give me a lift to if you could give me a lift anywhere in the world? Oh, naughty. (laughs) And a very good question. I would probably have to say... The Shetland Isles. Oh, why? It's the most logistically challenging lift in the UK. Plus, getting to use a car ferry during a lift is on my bucket list. (laughs) Along with giving a lift to a dolphin. Well, well. Just what the hell is going on here? Hi, Jeff. Do you fancy a lift? No, I don't fancy a bloody lift. Jeff, I I can explain. Oh, I'm sure you've got a very pretty story. But having sex. That explains why you're both naked in bed in a hotel room, but how do you explain the Hyundai and the car park? Honestly, all that's happening is I'm having sex with your wife in a hotel. Shut up, you lift-obsessed freak! How did you get to this hotel, Jane? I took the bus. Don't lie to me. He gave you a lift here, didn't he? That boring weirdo. No! I followed you, Jane. You saw the whole thing. I watched him open the passenger door. I watched him help you adjust your seat angle so it was just right. I watched him offer you something out of a tin. Travel sweet. Travel sweet. You sound just like him. Who calls them that? They're just normal sweets. No, they're not. They're covered in powdered sugar and they come in a tin. Cork it, you freak! The fact is, Jeff, you've never liked him because he threatens you, because he gives better lifts than you. That's not true. Come on, Jeff, admit it. The reason you're so horrible to Tim is that you wish you could give everyone lifts. Fat chance. It's always, Tim's already giving me a lift, or, oh, no thanks, I'm going to ask Tim. He's always got an abundant supply of purple unlilac Tic Tacs. Well, I've had it. Oh, face it. No one wants a lift in your smelly Ford Galaxy with a crap dashboard, do they, Jeff? Maybe so, but Tim's given his last lift. See this piece of paper? I pulled in a favour from a mate who works at the DVLA. Tim's driving licence has been revoked. <gasps> Permanently. <gasps> do, do you want a lift? He didn't hear me. You can't! You monster! Who gives better lifts now? Tim, what are you going to do? Without lifts in your life, what else do you have? Wait, Jane, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel crazy and I'm crazy about you. Do you want a piggyback ride to the Shetland Isles? Fit. Yes, Tim, I do. I really do. Jane, let's go. I can keep the travel sweets in a bum bag. And there's a little pocket on the side which I can stuff full of purple unlilac Tic Tacs. Yes, it's perfect. To Shetland. Oh, to Shetland. Uh, Do you think we should put our clothes on? No, it's too late now. Let's just go for it. Okay. Jeff, get the door. Jeff, do you mind? Small Scenes starred Daniel Rigby, Jessica Ransom, Cariad Lloyd, Henry Packer and Mike Wozniak. It was written by Benjamin Partridge, Mike Wozniak and Henry Packer, with additional material by the cast, and was produced by Simon Mayhew Archer. It was a BBC comedy production. By order of the Ministry of Propaganda, this is Caramel State Talk Radio. It is smooth, like obedience. Coming up next, a smooth classic. 
General Karpovich's Lecture 106B. The only faithful wife is Social Karpovich's.